Howdy, everybody. It's your boy, TB, Taylor Ballard, with my trusty co-host, as always, Haggy. What did what you do, Haggy? Oh, you know, just living the Montana dream. Yeah, you flourishing on this wonderful Friday? Oh, yeah. I passed off all the snow to you, and I'm pretty happy that I don't have it anymore. Well, we've got, we're joined by a, a special guest for the third time, Weck. Weck's never seen snow. What up, Weck? <laughs> What's going on, guys? And for the record, I have seen snow. It's just been like a quarter of an inch of snow. Yeah, that's not so snow. It's, it's like ice, I guess? Frost. Frost? Yeah, frost. There we go. Like, I've seen... So, if, it, if it's two inches or less... In snow terms, it's like when it's misting outside relative to rain. Oh, wow. It doesn't count. It's like mist and rain. I, I went skiing in Colorado one time when I was like 10. Oh, that counts. <laughs> that counts, yeah. Unless you're so water skiing on like, a lake, be honest with us. <laughs> no, I was actually on a mountain, and I almost ran into like a couple trees because I was a fucking idiot back then. Well, We've I'm still an there. idiot now, but yeah. I've I've hit a few trees in my day skiing. Yeah. I snapped a birch tree in half with my face once. That was pretty awesome. Ooh, that's badass. It was not. It looked like I got attacked by a wolverine. That's badass. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Doing well. Great. Doing well. We. We're uh, kind of back from a small, short hiatus, or at least I am. Haggy's been doing some awesome charity work, uh, donating his painting to grade some money. Got some sweet news coming up. I'll let to the, I'll let Haggy spread the word when when the time is right. But if you guys haven't checked out Haggy's awesome painting, Haggy Ross, Hag Ross, Haglo Picasso, Leonardo the Haggy. Yes. Michael Hagelow. Let's, uh, if you're listening, we want you to think of your favorite artist and try and incorporate my name into it and send it to us on Twitter at Midwestern Fins. My last that's one a great is idea. Salvador Hagi. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and you should use uh, the most popular one as your artist name. I will. I might put it as my Twitter handle for a little bit. Who Ooh, knows? I like it. Um, <laughs> so we're recording this in the middle of an auction. Uh, this auction was not the Dolphins logo auction, but the Bills logo option auction. And they kicked your ass, Dolphins fans. Because as of right now, the bidding is at two hundred and twelve dollars. Two hundred and twelve dollars. Wow! Wow! Two hundred and twelve dollars, all going to COVID relief um, from the Center for Disease Philanthropy. That's badass. I want to make a special shout out to Mike Thompson. He's a Bills fan um, and a healthcare professional in South Dakota. Who surprisingly Taylor doesn't know. <laughs> He's one of the five people Taylor does not know in the States. Yeah, out of the 23 people in South Dakota, 
He only knows 18. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mike Thompson. You're the man. Yeah. You're the man. He's, he's not the highest bidder, but he was a couple of times. You rock, Mike T. So, while we're, uh, while we're on air and recording this, you know, make sure you guys check out the uh, COVID-19 Relief Philanthropy Fund. Obviously, it's a big, big deal right now. I, from a safety professional, uh, safety and health professional, obviously, um, a mantra that I live by or that I have is like, one is too many. Like, one accident is too many. One, one preventable death is too many. So I just hope that our world leaders can come together and actually genuinely try to care for a cure to prevent people from dying unnecessarily. That's, that's what I hope that happens. Otherwise, you know, stop the spread, flatten the curve, wash your hands, take a shower for once. You know, don't, oh, man, don't, I knew uh, I forgot to do something this week. Right. <laughs> and then, that's good. You know, make, sure that, make sure you guys that are, you know, um, quarantined or whatever, you guys understand that you still have to get sunlight, so don't lock yourself in the basement and uh, go to the end of the internet like Mike from Fourth and Inches has done. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's struggling out there. Yeah, guys, get out, get some sun. It's okay to walk around, when, even if you're in a shelter-in-place state or city or county. You can still go outside and exercise. You got to stay active because a lot of people aren't able to, aren't, they don't really talk to many people, so they're not in contact with a lot of people and don't have a great social network. So not being able to talk to people really affects mental health adversely. So you can go outside, get some sun in, get some exercise, get your blood flowing, stop eating a bunch of crap, and you might feel better. Yep. Yeah, you know, I I'm actually kind of for a run. Oh, sorry, Taylor, sorry. I was just going to say something I'm actually kind of worried about is, you know, when this is all said and done and we're allowed to go back to our, you know, whatever normal lives we had before, is I think people's immune systems will actually be a lot weaker than they would have been because they're not exposing themselves to the things that they would normally be exposed to. It's kind of like how vaccines work, you know, you get a little bit exposure and then your body can build antibodies and actually fight it. Whereas if we're quarantining ourselves into a situation where we're not experiencing anything new, our immune system will basically be put on hold. So then when we come back out and we experience a bunch of new things, our body's going to be kind of overwhelmed. I kind of I kind of picture this like easy, simple scenario would be allergy season, right? Allergy season generally builds up. You know, it's not a here's allergy season, you know, max force. It, it starts and then it kind of grows as pollen grows and flowers bloom and things like that all the people that are quarantined that aren't exposing themselves to those pollens and other things when they actually do come outside allergy season is in a full swing and it's going to be very difficult for their body to adjust so i pray to yeah, you that you guys are all doing the right thing and I, I i just hope that everybody gets the proper guidelines and guidance that they need so that we can actually move forward and you know get out of this better than we left it right that's another, that's another reason why it's important to stay active and eat decently at least because once you go back um, out into the world and everything is uh, this whole virus has blown over being in better shape and relatively healthy will help you fight the uh, any or fight the diseases that you might not have been exposed to 
Yeah, yep. right. All right, Haggy, I cut you off. You said you wanted to go for a run. Okay, but before I before I tell that story, um, Montana, it's kind of different with allergy season because it will hit you out of nowhere because the cottonwood trees will just all of a sudden be dropping cotton all at once, and it'll look like snow, and you'll be confused. But you'll be like, oh, it's still June before, and then you'll go outside and be like, oh, crap. Now my nose is running, and I can't see. But <laughs> That sounds actually, terrible. But I actually tried to go for a run the other day, right? So, like, I was, I was sitting, I was like, man, I got to start exercising. And I uh, woke up in the morning, I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a run. I put on shorts and a shirt and, like, a hoodie, because, you know, it's cold this time of year anyway. And then, like, I walked down the hall, and I look out the window, and it's just snowing. It's been snowing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's like, there's no way. <laughs> I went back to my room, got dressed in comfy clothes, and was like, well, I guess I'm going to have some some green tea to <laughs> start my morning <laughs> instead of a do, run. Do calisthenics, push-ups, sit-ups, planks, dips. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exercises. All that stuff. Yoga, yeah. too, but... Like, I was just so excited to go for a run because it had kind of been nicer the last few days. And I was like, mm-hmm. or like before that, and I was like, all right, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be in the 40s. It's going to be a little chilly. You know, it's going to be fine. Nope. <laughs> see, see, that was me on, what, Wednesday? I was like, yeah, I'm going to, um, I still go up to the office periodically to work for like six hours. So um, I don't see sunlight when I'm in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go for a run. It'll be great. Got my running clothes on. I was going to go to the track, and I walked out, and it was sunny, cloudless, and 65. Oh, I hate you. I know. It was amazing. Like, it was fantastic. Oh, I'm sure it was. Are, for those of you that are spoiled and live elsewhere besides Haggy and I, it was zero degrees on April 2nd in South Dakota, and there's 10 inches of snow on the ground. Wrong. Wrong. Unfair. That sounds dreadful, just, and you should move. I think we discussed second winter before. It is now yep. third winter. Ooh. It Will there be a fourth winter? winter? Probably. Uh, fourth winter is in June. It'll be like the one last middle finger that Mother Nature <laughs> gives us before we start going outside and doing fun stuff. Yeah. So, oh, you it, wanted to go uh, fishing this weekend? Nope. Gotcha, it's, bitch. It's June, it's June 8th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We have 18 inches of snow. Oh, God, that sounds awful. I'm excited. That, that makes me not want to have to, like, get a job up there in the north. It doesn't. It doesn't happen too often. Just every year. I'd say once a year. <laughs> That's yeah, more once, often than I'm once, used to. I don't need that nonsense in a, my life. Yeah, once a June, we'll get a foot of snow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with no snow, but dealing with 95 plus and 80% humidity. Oh, that'd be nice. That's one thing, that's one thing that I'm spoiled at, is that it's not really humid here. It's relatively yeah. dry. But yeah, uber dry. dry the dry cold is hard because if you guys ever stepped outside and tried to breathe in some air and your 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 lungs instantly dry up, that's a that's a whole new whole new world to be in. Yeah, that sounds awful. 
I love it when you take a deep breath in just out of shock and uh, your nose hairs all freeze up together. And then you get a bloody nose. It's great. Yep. Man, you guys are really selling the, the whole Midwestern lifestyle right now. I don't, I don't want people to come here. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not too bad. It, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the wind. <laughs> it's us. Okay, most, most Midwestern thing ever. Called my grandma today, and it's, 20, it's 25 degrees outside. It's 25. There's snow on the ground, and she says, it's pretty nice outside if you're right in the sun. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, I am perfectly fine with not seeing white on the ground right now. And we're all jealous, but you should be. Yes, we are. Because I can go outside right now in shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops and be fine. I was outside yeah, I mean, in shorts and t-shirt and flip-flops too when I was grilling today. It was only like 30-something. Yeah, yeah, but you don't you run in and out? You don't stay out there very long? I mean, that's true. I was just grilling, but... <laughs> yeah, I can go out for a nice stroll right now if I wanted to. Well, uh, I'm about as jealous of... of... Uh, Weck's ability to go outside as I am with the amount of money Byron Jones had. What's it? Oh. What do you guys think of? Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of the Dolphins having the number one and two highest paid cornerbacks in the league? Love it. I can't wait to see uh, that tandem be on the field for like what five games before X gets hurt or something. <laughs> Body oh, blow. I'm sorry, that was cheap. He'll probably play eight games. Let's be realistic here. I say he pays more than ten. I think he does too. And honestly, um, I'm glad that they cut his season short the last season because they really weren't playing for anything, so there really was no point. Like, let him sit, get healthy, and if he comes back next year and then still has knee issues, then maybe we're going to say the X extension was not a great idea. That's that's where I'm at, too, but I feel like, you know, the the X extension was the first thing the Miami Dolphins did that everybody was on board with. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I felt like... I felt like this franchise has gone far too long without extending their home homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that they drafted relatively high. He was a second round draft pick. He played well, you know, and he was ready to go somewhere else and get the money. And it, the Dolphins were like, you know what? I think we want to invest in you and bring you here. And that X extension was the first time that, you know, we've really seen that, um, especially with other you know, all the other players that we've seen leave, you know. Um, I think Lamar Miller was probably the first one that I kind of remember or that I was upset about. Um, we didn't extend Lamar Miller. We let Jay Ajayi leave. We let Jarvis Landry leave. You know, it was just like we, we traded away Laramie Tunsil. There wasn't a lot of players that we've seen come and go here that they drafted well, let alone play well here. And it felt like every time – we finally got a player that we drafted well and we were excited to have. They let him leave in free agency. And I think X kind of changed that mentality, which we've we've recently done with uh, Devontae Parker's extension. So 
I hope that we can continue to do that kind of trend. I think that the most successful teams are good at drafting and good at keeping the players that they, you know, have drafted and done well for them. Yeah, I think Lamar Miller was the first time I was really disappointed that the Dolphins didn't bring a player back because he was he was really good and I don't think they used him properly, which is a consistent running theme with the fucking Dolphins coaches. Well, it was like the Dolphins were fifteen and one when Lamar Miller had the ball twenty times a game. Yeah, and they were like, Oh, we're gonna have Ryan Tannehill throw it to the other team. <laughs> yes, that's me throwing shade, and I was just kidding for the most part because I think Tannehill was a decent quarterback when he played for Miami. He really was. I'm glad he's in a better place now, though. Yeah, and he's got Derrick Henry carrying the load for him. Yeah, the uh, good the coaching, were able to... an offensive line, yeah. a defense. The Titans were able to. <laughs> So basically, just a better team. Oh, yeah. No doubt. All around. I'm genuinely happy um, for him. So, other than Byron Jones, I think think most people are excited for Byron Jones. The only thing that I'm hesitant on with him is that his interception numbers are low, but I don't think interceptions necessarily mean are, you know, directly correlating to great cornerback. Um, if you kind of remember, we'll look back to, it might even be 10 years ago, but one of the best corners in the league was Namdi Asamoah, and he never got any interceptions because nobody ever threw it to him. Mm-hmm. So, now, I have a mm-hmm. question for you. Does, does Byron Jones have more interceptions than Charles Harris has sacks? And I don't I know if you know does. this. Well, then I'm perfectly all right with it. I thought Byron Jones only has two interceptions in his career. Because you're right, Taylor. Interceptions is a poor statistic or metric to use when determining whether or not a cornerback is effective. Or if a cornerback is effective. Excuse me. He does have 44 pass deflections, though. How does that relate to pressures? How many pressures does... <laughs> he probably has like five. Alright. Byron Jones does have two interceptions. Let's go with Charles Harris. <laughs> Stats. He has three and a half sacks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Byron Jones. No, no, I'm just kidding. Byron Jones is clearly a much better cornerback than Charles Harris is a NFL player. Because I don't know if he's supposed to be an outside linebacker or a defensive end. So that's why I said player. Yeah. No worries. Uh, Let's look. Okay, Charles Harris has 23 QB hits. Ooh. In his career. That's what, five years, four years? Um, three years. Oh, he's been on the... Oh, I feel like he's been on the team a lot longer than that. Nope. Wow. Nope. 
Okay, so I that's just, about when I was, eight. When I was going to look for that, I saw an article that said nobody's going to be calling him a bust anymore from August 2019. I was like, <sighs> who wrote that article? It wasn't me, but I thought the same thing. Yep, Aggie was Aggie was said that Charles Harris was going to make take the leap. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he'll do it this year. Maybe well, I thought with take... having a defensive genius as a head coach, it would help. But I don't think anything anybody can help him be better at his job. I think I could. Mm. If I had enough time with him, I think so. Yeah, if Ryan Tannehill had just one more year, he could prove that he was a great quarterback. And he did. Did you see what he did on the Titans? <laughs> Man, I'm just throwing shade all over the place. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But honestly, Miami needs to go to Jacksonville and be like, listen, we're gonna we're trading you for Yannick. Like seriously, like that dude is a beast. Like get him get him. Trade a first and a second. I don't care. We have a bunch of them. He's a what, a D or a rush? He's a edge rusher. Oh, okay. Do like, they need another edge rusher in Miami? Okay, so Yannick Shaq Lawson. Yeah. Yannick's one. In four in four seasons, he has thirty seven and a half sacks. Okay, well, let's get him. I'm sorry. And he's made it pretty clear he doesn't want to play for Jacksonville. I wouldn't want oh, to play yeah. for Jacksonville either. I, I wouldn't want to play for them or the Bengals. But The only thing I'm excited about in Jacksonville is that they got rid of everybody except for Gardner Minshew, so Ben Stash is going to be back next year. Yeah. He's the quarterback they need and deserve. He is. That's right. He deserves better. Nothing says Jacksonville more than jean shorts and mustache. And I don't. I haven't even been to Jacksonville or any of that. That's basically all of North Florida, <laughs> to be honest. Because it's all just a bunch of white people. It's a also lot of, I, uh, a lot of white trash. I mean, I I wouldn't call anybody white trash, but jean shorts and mustache is also how I picture a lot of North Dakota. That's that's pretty good. I picture a lot of South Dakota too. Get the fuck out! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people in South Dakota do put soy sauce on their spaghetti. So there's only one people who does that confirmed. Yeah, Yeah, one confirmed. And and I don't know if that really correlates with the amount of, um, for lack of a better term, white trash people there are in South Dakota. Yeah, I wouldn't call anyone that. We do have what? a dish called white trash hash. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. What's in this white trash hash? Well, it's like uh, it's like a casserole, but with the breakfast thing. Oh, that sounds amazing. But with what? Breakfast. Breakfast items. So it's like hash browns and sausage, and then you know cheese and stuff, and then you also oh, put man. eggs on top. So it's like layers of hash browns, cheese, eggs, and sausage. What about that is white trash? I don't know, but you can make it all in one same skillet. It's amazing. You just mix it yeah. all together. Isn't that what... um? What are those casseroles called in the Midwest? I can't remember what they're called. Like, it's a generic term for casserole in the Midwest. It's not casserole. 
Mm. I don't know. It's it's a common dish that you guys do up there. And I can't remember what it's called. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in you Midwesterners. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude. It's like really? a, a, a group I'm not of in the Midwest. That... Oh, well, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Touche. Um, no, I... I um, like hot dish? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Hot? Yeah, hot dish. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, hot dish. Oh, I thought you were part. talking about a specific one. No, 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 no. Like, it, it's a, a generic term for... Just you put a bunch of random crap into a, a casserole dish or like a crock pot or something, and you call it a hot dish. At least yeah, that's it, my understanding. They're, they're synonymous with each other. So like a, a casserole and hot yeah, dish. Yeah, are yeah. The... Okay, cool. I, I, I just wasn't um, – I couldn't remember the term that you all use for it up there in the Midwest. I smell what you're stepping in now. Okay. Good deal. Reading what you're writing. Yep. Okay, but back to back to my original point. Yes, we need to get Yannick because, like, okay, cool. We got Emmanuel Ogbaugh, someone I wanted. Jack Lawson, I'm cool with it. I didn't want Van Noy, honestly. Oh man, I don't know much about him, but I know that he's on the he was on the Patriots, and I don't like him because of that. That's like I automatic, I automatically hate him. And I didn't. I don't even, want I, Patriots I assumed, leftovers. I assumed he was a white guy. Because he was on the Patriots, <laughs> <laughs> like with a name, a name like Kyle Van Noy. Really, are you expecting anybody other than a white guy? Especially since he was on the Patriots. Nope, I, I agree I'm with you. Yeah. We also got a Landon Roberts, the middle linebacker from the Patriots, and it's like we we don't need. We don't need a middle linebacker. We just need edge rushers and defense tackles. We didn't get any defense tackles. Didn't he make? Didn't did he make any good plays against Miami this year? Because I, oh, I scored remember, a touchdown uh, as a full Atlanta, Did Atlanta he Rob- do that? Opens apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got oh, like a twenty or thirty yard touchdown against us, and I was like, "Yep, defensive genius." Hashtag fire Flores, and then I, I won that game, that- and I was like, "Oh, cool." I was thinking he might have been the guy who did that pick six that bounced off of Balazs' hands in the first game. Uh, but I don't gross. remember exactly who that was. Just uh, just a fun fact, Kyle Van Noy has the same amount of interceptions as Byron Jones. Ooh, nice. And I know that he also tore it up in the AFC Championship game. Is Van Noy more of a linebacker or is he an edge rusher? He's or a linebacker. linebacker. Oh, okay. Because I know I know people were talking about a lot of sacks that he gets or something like that. He only has he has seventeen and a half for his career, That's and he's been bad. in since two thousand fourteen. He was oh, drafted okay. in the second round by okay. the Lions. Oh. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I feel. I feel like we might have reached a little bit with our offensive line signings, but I don't really who did, know. And who did we sign? We got Eric Flowers. 
Oh, God, yeah. Mm. If they put him at guard, fine. If they try to put him out at left tackle, <sighs> they won't. They better not. Because if they do, then I'm going to I'm gonna join Haggy on the Fire Flores bandwagon. Well, just um, based on right that now it's thing. only a joke, but I will be I'm cautiously optimistic. Too. But he he struggled really bad at left tackle for the Giants. But last year he played yes. for the Redskins, like a one year prove it deal. And honestly, he had a very similar, um, like similar stat line to Brandon, which is weird, right? We talk about how like offensive line strength is a very good key measurement to how well a team does. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Browns. The Browns had Joe Thomas for 15 years, and they couldn't do shit. Who else did they have on the line, though, with Joe Thomas? They had uh, Alex Mack as their center. Who was their coach? That's the important thing. It's one of the important things. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's certainly a a significant contributing uh, factor to a team's success. Yeah, because the Browns should have been way better this year, but... Oh, Freddie Kitchens is ass. Yeah, I saw a clip of like him talking to Baker Mayfield, so Baker and he walks Mayfield. off, and Baker Mayfield was like, this, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, Hey, that's the guy who uh, Baker Mayfield apparently wanted as his head coach, so... Sucks yep. to suck. But we'll see. I think the Vikings OC is pretty good, so... Yeah, but is he a good head coach, though? That's that's the thing. You can that's be a true. great offensive mind like a certain individual that I'm not going to name because he can go fuck himself. But if you're <laughs> not if you're not great with people like that same individual, Adam Gase, uh, then you're not going to be a great head coach. He wasn't a good offensive mind either, though. He had one good season, and you know that Peyton called all those plays. I think he did all right with Cutler, too. I think he did the first time. Cutler. Like he 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 knows football from a very theoretical perspective, and this is my read on him. It's not anything factual. It's just that he can't apply what he knows to the real world. That's fair. Like that. Yeah. That's my read on him. Is that he knows? Like he's a very uh, cerebral guy, but he can't connect to his players. And he can't actually put his shit into action because he just doesn't have that capability. Yeah, no, I agree. He's also a gigantic douche. He's also he's like stubborn too because it's like yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run this screenplay on third and long. Oh my god! Well, that hasn't worked for like any of the other times. No, no, no. It'll it's, work. I saw time. Kansas City do this once. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but why wouldn't why would you throw it to Devontae Parker instead of Jarvis Landry? Eh, fuck Landry. <laughs> Pretty much. His words, not mine. Cuz as everybody knows, I'm Landry Gang Gang. So, yes, you are Landry Gang Gang. Even still. So, the but. Dolphins also signed Emmanuel Ogba from the Chiefs. Who had a decent like season last year? I think he had five and a I'm half a sacks. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be good. Um, we already talked a little bit about Shaq Lawson, who mm-hmm. for some I'm reason destroyed the Dolphins every time we played him. He was mm-hmm. a good player for uh, for Buffalo, and I like that signing a lot because 
He fills a huge hole that Miami hasn't filled in a while, in my opinion. Well, the, the thing that I'm the thing that I'm worried about Shaq Lawson though is that he's only had 17 starts in his career. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't start. He started one game last season for the Bills. He was mm-hmm. a reserve 15 games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, never had more than six and a half stacks in the season. So, I mean, I I hope that they didn't overpay for him. I mean, they got it was 10 million a year for a, a non-starter. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But how much is it guaranteed, though? You got to look at the guaranteed dollars because that's ultimately how much money that matters. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, even I, I'm even beyond to... that, um, the uh, like if you look at it this way, like he was a reserve player most of his time and still got six something sacks. Mm-hmm. So he was just like a situational pass rusher because Buffalo's had pass rushers for a while. Yeah. So honestly, that's not a bad gamble, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think so either. Give him more play time and see what happens. Yeah. I'm all, I'm okay with pretty much, I think, all of the signings that they had in free agency. Although I couldn't tell you who they signed off the top of my head. So the next, the next free agent signing outside of Eric Flowers is Clayton. Uh, I think his last name is pronounced Fayadellum. But uh-huh. he's been he's been in the league for about three years, and he was the Bengals special team captain. Oh yeah, so, they, they might they might be releasing Walt Aiken, so I don't know if I'm okay with it. Well, I'm pretty sure Walt Aiken is actually a free agent this year, so they would just okay. be not him, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know they, how I feel about that. Like them not I bringing like, Aiken's back. Yeah, I like Aiken's. I always thought that he was he. I don't think he was given the right opportunities early. Because they drafted him as a cornerback from a small school, mm-hmm. and he's too big to play corner, so they switched him yeah. to safety. Mm-hmm. But then they were also focused on developing him as like a gunner or a special teams guy. So mm-hmm. he never actually got to like excel as a safety. And then every time he got put in as a safety, it was like, "Hey, by the way, we got a shitty safety play, so go in there and get fucked." You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently. Akins is the second longest tenure Dolphins. Who's the first? Rashad Jones, but they got rid of him. Oh, yeah. No, yep. Mm. Oh. May he rest in peace. Uh, next one, which I'm actually fairly excited for. Um, I know that you guys don't like. I, I fuck the Patriots and everybody that's ever played for them. But uh, they're signed, they signed Ted Karras, a center. He started all 16 games last year for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Um, might be able to bring some, like, some form of leadership here. Obviously, Flores has some kind of rapport with him, so we'll see how that goes. But the, my favorite part is that it's a low-risk, one-year deal. So one year, $4 million, easy-peasy. He's probably going to be a short-term starter, and that's fine. But if he you know, does well this year, Flowers does well, we're able to uh, address the offensive tackle position in the draft, you know, we might be able to um, you know, start to actually build the team rather than trying to find stop gaps everywhere. Can I uh, rant about something like real quick right now? Go for it. Yeah. I, I hate how people are talking about all of the people that they have, the Miami Dolphins have signed over free agency and they're emphasizing the amount of Super Bowl rings that the new free agents all have. It's like, that doesn't necessarily mean that player is worth a shit. They could have just been on a really good team or they could have been on the Patriots and 
we signed what three Patriots that have two Super Bowl rings each. Yeah. So it's not like there's a lot of um, variability and experience or leadership that they might bring to the table. And it's just like, why are you guys bringing this up? Okay, they have two Super Bowl rings each. Whoop de doo. What does that actually mean, like substantively? Well, I mean, I mean, Matt Moore and Chad Henney have more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino. So, <laughs> so that means they're better quarterbacks, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine if he became a scout for us again, right? And then, oh, like, he went to, like, the Combine or something with Marino, and he wore a Super Bowl ring. Oh, dude. And then he, likes like, oh, that's a good quarterback. And Dan's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, um, hey, <laughs> I might know <laughs> And And I, from what I understand, Marino's a bit of a dick, so he wouldn't take it very well. Oh, it would be so funny, though. <laughs> yeah. No, seeing that, like, like uh, as part of Hard Knocks or something, that would be hilarious. Oh, it would. Oh, it'd be a slap to the face, but man, dude, yeah, that'd be funny. I'm all, I'm all for it. I want to mention real quick again that Dolphin fans don't deserve Tua. Um, before saying, I there's one free agent on the market that I think the Dolphins should sign, and that's Cam Newton. Oh man, every every team that needs a quarterback should be going after Cam Newton, in my opinion, because they're not going to have to spend a whole lot on him. Yeah, I think I think Cam is in a position where he'd be willing to take a pay cut just to prove something. He would, I think he would have to take I a pay cut given that he's been injured. Yeah, I think he's I think he's out for blood. Who who else is in the AFC South? Falcons, Saints, Panthers, and the Bucks. Okay, so he won't go anywhere down there. Yeah, no. Right. Did the who did the Bears did the Bears trade for Nick Foles? Nick Foles, yeah. Which okay, like yeah. okay, why? Trubisky's about the same caliber but, talent that Foles is. Didn't the I think Foles is an upgrade. Didn't, yeah. the Bears, didn't the Bears use like a fourth round draft pick that they got from like dumping a player off onto another team? So they basically got Nick Foles for free? I have no idea. Something like, like that, I think. The Jaguars did were really dumb on that trade, honestly. Um, but I'm just going down the uh, the list of free agents before mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. But I think you know we kind of talked about Walt Aikens. I think that this is probably um, you know the the signing point here. Uh, Dolphins also signed Kamu Ruger Hill, who is the Eagles' special team captain. Oh wow! Uh, he, he actually started linebacker um, about half the time in the last season. Is someone taking a leak? No, I was, uh, I'm sorry. I was, uh, putting water on my sink. Like, I'm washing dishes right now. I was not taking a leak for the record. I didn't realize it would be so loud. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sorry, Taylor. Go ahead about the Eagles special teams no. captain. So, the Dolphins basically signed three, three more linebackers and. I'm I'm curious to see what happens with like special teams and whatnot, but Haggy's been pretty on top of it with saying special teams is so important with everything. So if we can improve our special teams and you know with, with players in roles where they can build up to get time on the field as a defensive player too, that'll that'll be big. Uh, we talked a little bit about Landon Roberts. Um, he's not very good at coverage, but 
I think that they wouldn't be using him in that role. I think he would be the the second string guy behind McMillan, which was, you know, which is fine. Middle linebackers really aren't coverage guys anyway. And now that you brought up special teams, I need to acknowledge that I was wrong about Matt Hawk. Because on this podcast, I think the first time I was on this last year, <sighs> I was adamant that Hawk was trash. And he showed um, this last season that Matt Hawk is, in fact, not a bad punter. So props to you, Haggy, for getting that right. I I was wrong. He's never been <sighs> feels good. He's never been able to. He's never been put in an opportunity to actually be able to excel. I mean, if you have to punt from your own twenty all the time, it's not the greatest. I agree. And he has a brilliant touchdown pass with a oh, smile man. on his face. <laughs> the best yes, touchdown man. pass of the year. Yep. And then uh, it looked like the last free agent signing that the Dolphins had as of the 23rd of March was Adrian Colbert, who was on the Dolphins last year. They brought him back mm-hmm. on a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, I think he actually had an interception last year, so that's pretty cool. And he um, got a game ball in one of those games, I believe. Yeah, we'll see. I think the Eagles Eagles game. But um, it, I would be okay with Colbert starting over Bobby McCain at safety. I really would, so... Shout out to Tank. You're going to love that one. Yep. <laughs> Fuck a Bobby McCain, so. Yep, there we go. Tank loves you now, Taylor. Yeah, I Loves you more than he did. Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't know if you can. <laughs> Fair. So, I guess uh, I just got one more question before we jump off here. I'm hoping that we can record another Midwestern Fins before the draft actually happens, but I have to know. Do you guys honestly think the Dolphins will use all three first-round picks this year? Mm, use as in what? Will Select? we have? Will we have three first-round draft picks? Oh man, I'm not. I don't really get into the speculation game, but I'm hoping that they do use all three picks because I'd rather have three lottery tickets than two or one. I agree. That's my mentality too. Uh, I think that. NFL GMs, even the best, only hit on 50% of their picks. So I'd rather, you know, draft three talented guys in the first round than risk it all on one. But mm-hmm. like people said, you know, you can't have a lot of heavy reward without that high risk. So kind of see what happens here. And I'm officially yeah. making it my policy that I want to see the Dolphins draft or the uh, New England Patriots to trade up to number two to take to a tag of Viola. Right in front of the Dolphins. Oh, man. Why do you hate us so much, Haggy? <laughs> I, just want, I just want to see the meltdown. Oh, yeah, that would be entertaining. But you... Uh... There would be so many broken doors. It would be so funny. Like, if the Dolphins trade up to take two, I would be like, all right, cool. Whatever. They wanted them. Like, Ooh, I don't agree with it, but that's It would fine. cancel their podcast. Oh, that'd be perfect. Heck, yeah. I want that even more now. <laughs> I think that I think that the Patriots are going to hold off one year and get a quarterback next year. But no, whatever. From what I understand, some people think that Stidham is the answer, which I don't know if that's really true, but whatever. Little yeah. we know, Cam Newton's going to go to the Patriots and win a Super Bowl. That, 
That's actually what I was thinking, is that the Patriots would probably be in the mix for a guy like Cam Newton. Although, um, the issue with the Patriots being in the mix for Cam Newton is that I don't really know if uh, the personality of Cam Newton really fits in in oh, Boston in general, if you know what I mean. Baseline. Not only Boston in general, but also not the Patriots way, in my opinion. But yes. sorry, Taylor, I cut you off. They signed Antonio Brown. <laughs> For like, what, a game against the Miami Dolphins? If it would have been any... Bitches. If they were willing to sign Antonio Brown to a game, they're willing to sign Cam Newton. They're willing to sign anybody. Oh, I don't know about that. Cam Newton's always been pretty flamboyant and outspoken. And Antonio <sighs> Brown... Not until recently. Like, he was a, he was crazy in Pittsburgh, but not, like, outlandishly insane like he was with Oakland and um, eventually New England. And even with that, like, it's like, okay, do you, do you, you had, like, Tom Brady going, listen, we need somebody, mm-hmm. like, like, here, let's take a flyer on him. If it doesn't work out, that's on me. Yeah, pretty sure that that's Tom Brady's not there anymore, though. True, and they won't sign Antonio Brown right now. I guarantee. (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna sign Antonio Brown right now. Nope. Dude's just batshit. Can you imagine if the Bucks took a chance on him, like Tom Brady talked another team into doing it? That'd be hilarious, dude. That'd be an insane roster, like receiving core. Antonio Brown, Kevin, and. Taylor, I can't hear you. Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and then... Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Oh, God. And then uh, their tight end, O.J. Howard. They also have, I think, Cameron Bray, too, who is decent. Yep. It's a beat. Yeah. But, fellas, I got to get off the podcast. It was good talking to you. Um, Thanks for having me, fellas. If you guys get a chance, check out Haggy's Paintings. Don't forget to uh, tweet us at Midwestern Fins, a cool uh, artist name for Haggy. Be pretty yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, so the bidding closed on the Bills painting, and it was 212. Congratulations to, uh, man, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but way to go, Bills fans, and kicking the Dolphins' ass in philanthropy. Way to go, guys. You showed us who the better fan base is. Oh, God. I'm, I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Take care. Have a good night. All right. <laughs> was that too much or what? No, that was badass. I like it. Oh, okay. I thought you were disgusted.